Hey Bjorn, what's up? Not too much. Uh, off from work right now. Uh, standing at a staying at a hotel room. You are in a hotel room. Yeah, I am. I'm at a work seminar. So that's why I came. Uh, well, this idea came to me. I've had it for a long time, but but I needed a charger this time and. Now I I found one for my computer and I thought oh maybe that would be suitable for your show. Well let's why don't you why don't you just tell us Bjorn tell us your idea. Some years ago I was at another hotel and I had forgot to bring a charger for the cell phone of course and I needed a new one so I uh, I was thinking about maybe going out to buy a, a new one um, and then it hit me that maybe somebody would have left one behind at the hotel and I went to the uh, checking counter and discovered that they keep like a, a big uh, bucket full of uh, chargers <laughs> there. And uh, I just asked if I could borrow one and they said, yeah, you can just have one if you want because nobody will collect this. Um, and from that day on, I've been doing that all the time. And uh, what I discovered is that a lot of the Apple um, chargers yeah. Are uh, well, there, there aren't a lot of them because they can be used kind of with a lot of different Apple products. Right. Uh, so I think that they might be very popular, uh, probably among the staff as well of the hotel. <laughs> Mainly been been lucky uh, with finding uh, the right chargers that I needed. That that's brilliant, and it makes me think also that you know if I'm traveling and I uh, accidentally leave my charger in a hotel, at, at least. I you know I've lost it, but at least I'm helping the next guy. <laughs> yeah, that's also a way to see it, I guess. And uh, well, I, I've only done this. I have to say, I've only done this in Norway. I'm just kind of guessing that it's the same all, all over the world because um, people forget these charges all the time. Yeah, I've of course been doing that myself. Well, maybe Bjorn, the problem here also is that you need to do a better job of remembering your charger when you travel. That is uh, also a good point. So <laughs> it should probably be a part of this uh, tip, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a great tip. Thanks, Bjorn. Thank you, guys. I uh, love your show. This is How to Do Everything. I'm Mike. And I'm Ian. We have just a quick show for you today because we're on our way out of town. Once again. Uh, but we will get to our toilet of the week. And uh, before that, we want to bring on somebody who embodies the perfect How to Do Everything ethos. I would say if there's a how-to-do-everything ethos, it probably includes not saying words like ethos. I was going to say, what does ethos mean? Yeah. But if there is such a person, it's it's Jack Reacher. He's a character in books written by Lee Child, books that both of us have read, uh, one of which is being made into a movie called Jack Reacher, starring Tom Cruise. Um, and he's, uh, if I were to describe Jack Reacher, I would say he's a, a gigantic itinerant problem solver. Or he's a former military uh, MP who goes around and does good deeds for people. He also murders a lot of people, which is not part of our ethos, if I'm using that word correctly. I think you are. So Lee Child is on the line with us. Now, uh, Lee, in some of your books, you go into a lot of detail, a lot about guns. Now, are are you just uh, interested in guns, or did you have to do a lot of research? Guns in particular are one of two things, in my opinion, that if you get wrong, it really looks bad on the page. The other thing being cars. I'm naturally interested in how things work, uh, especially little machines and so on, and I like facts and knowledge of all kinds. I mean, for instance, I remember a couple of years ago, well, more than that, probably five, six years ago, in the Super Bowl, Pepsi-Cola debuted a new commercial in in the halftime of the game, 
and they had Britney Spears as the pitch woman. And somebody pointed out to me that the only anagram in the English language of Pepsi-Cola is Episcopal. <laughs> and simultaneously, the only anagram in the English language of Britney Spears is Presbyterians. Huh. <laughs> now that is, you know, that means nothing to anybody except I, I'm thrilled when I find out something like that. Yeah. So now you just, are you able to retain all of the information that you put in your books? Yeah, because they, uh, it's meat and drink to me. I love that stuff. And, uh, you know, it really, in general, what this comes down to is another how-to question. How do you write a book? And the way I write a book is just improvise it as I go along. I just make it up. I see what happens. And so a lot of these little tricks and dodges, another author might think ahead and might figure, okay, on page 10, I'm going to I'm gonna have him find a Swiss army knife in the street. And then so on page 300, he's got a Swiss army knife in his pocket. And I don't do that. I never think ahead. I just make it up page by page. And so I come to page 300 where he needs a Swiss army knife in his pocket. He hasn't got one. So then he needs to do something else. So how, how many of these things um, sort of come from your life? Like uh, one thing that, that Reacher does is when he's sneaking upstairs, he walks on uh, either side of the stair rather than mm-hmm. the center of the stair so, so it doesn't squeak. Now, does that come from research of spies or you just walking up squeaky stairs one time? Oh, yeah, that just came from me probably as a, <laughs> as a teenager, you know, when I'm coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning and I, I'm going to tell my parents the next day it was midnight. Um, that was a, learned for survival, definitely, yeah. And do you still do that? Because I know that whenever I walk up the stairs, I always walk on the edges. <laughs> well, I don't often walk upstairs now because I live in an apartment building with an elevator and it all has concrete floors, and so I don't think I'm, I'm into the squeaking danger anymore. Well, then how do you avoid detection? When I'm coming back into the, in, into the apartment? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a big building, and in a way, the best way to avoid detection, it's like, how do you hide, where do you hide a grain of sand? And the place to hide that is on the beach. And so if you live in a big, busy building, nobody's going to notice you anyway. Well, do you have any other any tips that stick with you or, or things that uh, your character, Jack Reacher, does that you know maybe we could use in everyday life? In, in Gone Tomorrow, I'm not sure that I should say this to people, but in Gone Tomorrow, there's a... There's a fail-safe trick for getting a hotel room. Any city in the world, you can get a hotel room for 40 or 50 bucks. Go in late at night after midnight when there's just the night crew on, like a night porter, and say you want a room. And he says, sure, we've got, like, you know, eight vacancies. So you say, uh, I want to see the room first. So you go up with the guy to the room. He opens it with his key, and that's going to show up on the computer as the night porter entering the room. And you go in and you say, all right, what about if I just give you 40 bucks? And generally speaking, they take the 40 bucks. You stay in the room. And if the night porter is questioned about it later, he says, well, sure, I showed the guy the room. He didn't want it. We came out together and he left. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I I have. (laughs) Really? And it worked? It totally works. Yeah, it's got to be the right kind of hotel. It can't be one of these big 24-7 hotels. But any kind of hotel that gets noticeably quieter at night totally Uh works. Uh, so uh, we we get a lot of questions from from listeners, and so I thought, given you know the your, the vast research you've done, maybe you could help some of our listeners with a couple of their questions. <laughs> um, what is the best way to sneak out after a one night stand? That's a that's a how to question. Uh, sneak out? It, is it a house? Are we saying? Are we talking about a house here? Yeah, let's say house. 
I think the best way is go out the back when somebody else is at the front. So you've got to wait for the, the newspaper or the mail or something like that till the focus is at the front, and then, and then you're out, you get out the back and you're gone. Create a diversion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here's a question that uh, we've gotten from a couple different people, and that is when you see someone that you've been introduced to before, but you've forgotten your, their name, what do you do? That's a great question for me because that uh, everybody I ever meet is I'm in that situation. I'm terrible with names. What I and also have you actually met them before? You know they look kind of familiar. You're not sure. You can't remember in what context. Yeah. So I never use the word meet. I never say good to meet you. I always say good to see you. Mm-hmm. And you just try and keep that conversation going for a sentence or two and some clue will be given, something will slot into place and then you will begin to remember. So it's about word choice. Well, Lee Child, thank you so much for your time. This has been uh, an absolute pleasure. For me too. Now, uh, we are still collecting your toilet uh, public restroom nominations and this week we have one that came from two different people emma and Corey. it's the bathroom at the varsity theater in minneapolis todd from the varsity theater is on the line with us todd where where are you right now i'm right now in the bathroom of the varsity theater in minneapolis all right well tell us about this bathroom we've heard so much about it well imagine a cobblestone street okay like in england but yeah. turned so that's going up walls and going and curving and making arcs and doing things that bricks should not be physically allowed to do. Yeah. During many concerts and many weddings and all of our private events that we've had here over the years, people often say, come for the show, stay for the bathroom. <laughs> so have you considered ever doing productions? You're a theater company. Do you, would you ever do a production in there? Well, we're technically more of a music venue, but... And so it'd be tricky for us to do a production in the space, even though people have asked us if they could get married in here. Really? Would you consider doing that? It would be tricky, but <laughs> never yeah. say never, I guess. I guess, yeah, because you'd have, it's possible, it's, it is a restroom, people do use it, that in the middle of the ceremony, someone could come in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we close it off, of course, until we're going to hold it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, Todd, thank you so much for telling us about this uh, fascinating bathroom, and congratulations on being this week's Toilet of the Week. Thank you, guys. That does it for this week's show. What we learned today, Mike? I learned that next time I go to a hotel, I don't need to pay for the room, right. and I don't need to bring my phone charger. Yeah. All that stuff is going to be provided. Although I feel like if you haven't paid for the room, right. and you go down to the front desk, hey, I'm a vagabond, uh, but I do have a laptop that I don't have a, a uh, charger for. Well, that makes sense. I mean, a vagabond's going to have a laptop versus a desktop. Yeah. How to Do Everything is produced by Blythe Hega with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Leah Menzer. Another interesting fact, if you lose your intern charger, if you just go to the hotel front desk, they have a whole bunch there that you can probably just borrow one. Yeah, we've all been there. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. And keep sending us your toilets at howto at npr.org. I'm Ian. I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks.